Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi. My name is Adina Schmidman. Celebrate the completion of Sifrei Nevi'im by learning about the printing of Tanachim, virtually visit Ir David, understand Nevoah more deeply, and embark on a journey through Tehillim. Sign up at ou.org slash women slash nach 23. And now for today's Perek. Hello, my name is Rivi Frankel. Welcome to Torat Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be studying Sefer Zechariah, Perek Yud Dalid. Yesterday, in chapter 13, we saw that despite being refined through heat and pain, a remnant of the Jewish people will call out to God, recognizing his kingship over the world. Today, the last chapter of Zechariah will actually be a great summary for the entire book. The book begins with hope as the prophet Zechariah tries to motivate the people in his generation to continue to rebuild the second temple. He tries to inspire them to greatness, a greatness that will lead them to being the generation of the final Geulah, the final redemption, with Zerubbabel at their head as king and Yoshua, the Kohen Gadol, leading by his side. And then in chapter 9, we saw a switch. As we said, some commentators suggest that while this section is not dated, perhaps it was written at the end of Zechariah's life, as he realized that his generation had failed in living up to the vision of his visions. And now Zechariah will end with what will be in the time of redemption. The beginning of chapter 14 opens up with a negative picture for Jerusalem. Pasuk Bet, verse 2. And I gathered all of the nations together to Jerusalem for war. And the war will be severe and will be violent. But what's interesting is the Yatzachatzihair Begola, half of the city will go into exile, the Yetterha'am, the rest of the nation, Loyikaritmanhair will not be uprooted from the city. This reminds me of Jerusalem in 1948. There was a siege within a siege, meaning there was a siege around the whole city of Jerusalem, and then also a siege around the old city. And after the Jews who were defending the old city of Jerusalem, surrender to the Jordanians. Many of them were taken as prisoners of war into Jordan. And while we no longer were able to go to significant parts of the city, including obviously the Kotel, the Western Wall, much of the city and the population of the city was not uprooted from their homes. But very quickly, the picture changes for Jerusalem as God comes and makes war against those nations on a day of battle. The next few psukim verses, Zechariah describes with great imagery what will happen physically to the city of Jerusalem. He tells how Hashem will set his feet on Harazetim, the Mount of Olives, which will split into two different mountains, and there will be a giant valley between those two sections, and it won't be closed off between. And that in that section is where Hashem will come to us, and on that day, which will be a continuous day, with no day and no night, a day that only Hashem knows when it will come. And in Pasuk Tet, we are told, verse number 9, And on that day, Hashem will be king over all of the earth. And on that day, God will be one and his name will be one. This verse might sound familiar, as it is one that is said, Every single day, three times a day, in the prayer of Alinu, 
Hashem's glory will prevail over all of the world. It's not just the area around the old city that will stretch, but rather we see in the next two psukim that everywhere from north to south of the country will stretch. This reminds us of earlier in the book of Zechariah, where God says that he will have to use other areas to the north and to the west of Israel to be able to hold all the Jews coming back. And now we see in this last parak that the literal land will stretch out to accommodate everything that is happening in the times of Mashiach. And then one of the psukim, one of the verses that is probably of utmost comfort, especially in this parak, but maybe in all of Zechariah, Pasuk Aleph, verse 11, V'yashvuba, v'chirem lo od, and you shall dwell in her, Yerushalayim, and there will be no more destruction. V'yashva Yerushalayim lavetach, and Jerusalem will sit secure. We don't know how much of history prophets were given access to. But I wonder if Zechariah could imagine what it would have been like for somebody like us to be sitting after 2,000 years of exile, wondering when Jerusalem will dwell secure and being so close to understanding what that means, being able to live in Jerusalem, being able to protect Jerusalem, and yet knowing that we're not quite there yet. And it fills us with hope. It gives us something to strive for. And it's something that we know will happen, hopefully, speedily in our days. But I could also imagine that perhaps Zechariah has sorrow when he prophesizes this prophecy as well. Imagine what the perspective of the generation with Zerubbabel as the pachad, as the king, And imagine the sorrow of Zechariah when he realizes that he will not see this to come true with the generation that he's worked so hard to push to be able to live up to that reality. In verses 12 and 13, God will punish the enemies of the Jewish people. And then again, as we saw yesterday, in parallel to the exodus of Egypt, we have verse 14, where we are promised that we will come out with great wealth. This is an important and comforting parallel for the prophet to draw, whether in the time of his own generation, when the Jews are wondering if Hashem will really rejoin them, or if they are still facing his desertion, or also in today's generation. One of the reasons this book is so powerful is because it addresses the fears that we have today. Yes, we have independent Jewish rule in the land of Israel. Yes, we have seen the fulfillment of some of the prophecies of Zechariah. But is Hashem truly with us? It's hard to say yes 100% when there are still so many holes, when there are still so many challenges. Just like in the times of Shivat Zion, in the times of returning. But in a sense, Zechariah is telling us that we make our own reality. And if we choose Hashem, then Hashem will choose us. And we will see Hashem in relationship with us just as clearly as they did in Egypt, and soon thereafter in the revelation at Sinai. And like we have seen before in Zechariah, all the nations will recognize Hashem, and they will all come on Aliyah Regal on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. If they do not, they will be punished by not having rain. The very punishment that we know signifies a relationship with God. The entire world will be elevated to that place where man again 
is working on being B'Tselem Elohim in the image and the morals and the values that God tells us to keep. And this brings us to the last two verses, not just in this chapter, but in all of the book of Zechariah. Pasuk Chaf and Chaf Aleph, verse 20 and 21. And on that day, on the bells of the horses, it will be written, Holy Tashem. And it will be that the pots that are in the Beit HaMikdash, Kamizrakim, Lifnei HaMizbeach, will be like the basins before the Mizbeach, the altar. And every pot, in Yerushalayim and in Yehuda will be holy for God. And anybody who wants to bring a zevach, a sacrifice, is going to come and they're going to cook in these pots and there'll be no need for traitors anymore because all of these pots will be able to be used for Hashem Tzvakot, for God of legions, on that day. And what Zechariah is telling the Jewish people is that in the end of days, in the time of redemption, you will have accomplished what you set out to do, beginning with Avram Avinu. The entire world will be a place that sings the glory of God. And it takes us back to the center of the chiastic structures of the visions of Zechariah. What is in the center is Brit, is covenant with God. It's making sure that who we are on the inside mirrors who we are on the outside. That the Beit HaMikdash, that the temple doesn't become a place where materialism is what is important, but rather spirituality hand in hand with materialism is what will turn the world into a place that sings Hashem's glory. And it's because of our covenant with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it is because of our covenant with God that we are able to bring this about for the entire world. It has been a pleasure learning Zechariah together with you. May we be Zoha to continue to learn the lessons from Nach together. May the words of the prophets and righteous inspire us to be the best versions of ourselves. May we be blessed to help build a world that is full of unity, of both the children of Rachel and Leah, as well of all of the nations coming together to be the best that they can be in a place that recognizes who Hashem and what Hashem is. And may we always remember that even when the Galut, the exile, is dark, even when we question everything, may we always remember the words from Zechariah, chapter 8, verse 6. Gam um Hashem tzvakot? Is it also impossible in my eyes, says Hashem? Chazak, chazak, venit chazik. Thank you for studying together. Li'iloi nishmat, Riva Schwab, Rivka, Bat Alexander Sander.